2022 so far has been an interesting year. It's been an interesting year for movies. Certainly some surprises, definitely some disappointments. But we're not here to talk about that today. We're here to talk about what we are still excited for because they've yet to be released. That's right. We're talking about our most anticipated movies for the rest of 2022. Welcome back to the End Credits Podcast. I am joined once again by my good friend, Cody Potter. Cody, thanks so much for being here. Absolutely. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me. Couldn't agree more with your uh, with your takes on definitely been some good movies, but there's definitely been some bad ones. But uh, but I'm excited to see what we uh, what we have coming down the pipeline the next few weeks and months. As every year, right? There's some good ones. There's some bad ones. But, you know, what, what will ultimately always prevail is excitement towards things. And mm-hmm. everyone's excited about different things. I'm sure we're going to have some repeat movies here. But um, we're here to talk about for the last few months of 2022 and even the ones that spill into 2023 that are still considered 2022 releases. We'll talk about those. Um, Cody did his first episode here of end credits podcast on whiplash. We talked about whiplash. That was last episode. So if you're first listening to us here, go back, check out some of our other episodes, including that whiplash one. And we would really appreciate that. So let's just get right into it. We're talking about our most anticipated. We've got five each and a couple honorable mentions. So for the rest of 2022, Cody, what are some honorable mentions that you have for what's exciting you? Um, I'll start with one here. Uh, I think everyone kind of knows this movie's coming. Uh, it's in my, I'm excited for it, but I wouldn't say it's in my top five I'm most excited for. But I'm going to say Blonde. Um, the Netflix release, the biopic about uh, Marilyn Monroe's life. It has Ana de Armas is in it. It has uh, Adrian Brody as well. So that's one that I'm, I'll watch it. I'm not going to say that I'm like super stoked to see it, but, but that's one that's definitely on the radar. For sure. For sure. Blonde is going to be awesome, especially when you're talking about like, there's some, it's supposed to be NC 17, but I don't think that's going to stick. I don't think that's going to fly. They'll cut it down to where it's rated R um supposedly really long it's like three hours so definitely pumped about that one i mean for me starting off the honorable mentions list is um black panther wakanda forever i think that's going to be on most people's excitement lists in general no matter where it's placed it's gonna find its way on there and for me i was really skeptical i think most of the world was with how they were going to do this after the tragic passing of Chadwick Boseman and where they take this story. And especially because they were so quiet about it from Chadwick's mm-hmm. passing up until the first trailer, we really didn't know what they had in mind for this movie, what plan they were going to go with. I normally don't watch movie trailers. I don't like to do that. I just, it's just something I do. I don't watch trailers, but I had to watch this Wakanda forever trailer and I'm sold. I'm completely sold. This is going to be very tragic and something that just like the first Black Panther movie did was a complete trailblazer. So I'm definitely excited for that. Absolutely. Yeah. As am I. Um, my second honorable mention is this one's kind of uh, probably a little bit lesser known, but I think that there have been some good animated films that have come out this year. So I'm kind of excited for this as well. Um, referring to, I think Sea Beast was a pretty good film that came out this year, but Lyle, Lyle Crocodile. It, it has Javier Bardem and Brett Gellman are going to be in that film. I'm, I'm pretty excited for it. I think it'll be relatively lighthearted, but I think that with the direction that a lot of animated movies are going now, there's still like a really powerful message to it that isn't 
I guess overly publicized or isn't overly cheesy. So I think I think it'll be pretty well done and I'm excited for it. Well, you don't have to wait too long. That's coming out in a few weeks here, a little less than a month, actually. And I just love that they're trying something new, right? We live in the era of reboots and franchises. So original stories are at an all-time high. And I just love that they're trying something new, even if it's just going to be okay or even if it's super wacky. I mean, just give us something new. Absolutely. Totally agree. What about you? What's your your second one? I'm going to follow up me saying that we live in a world of franchises and talk about my second franchise on this uh, honorable mentions list. That's Avatar 2, The Way of Water. Um, I'm just generally not... I think the first Avatar movie is good. I don't think it's great. I just think it's good. It's really stunning visually. Definitely, definitely respect and appreciate how it was made. I think I'm more interested for Avatar 2 to see James Cameron's work and what the hell he's been working on for all these years because... He has made dedicated 25 years of his life making Avatar movies. So um, I need to see what this is. And of course, it's the follow-up to the highest grossing movie of all time. Who can't be excited about that? I'm not even a huge Avatar fan, and I'm excited. So I can't imagine what people who love that movie and that franchise are going to think. Absolutely. Totally agree. Um, With that, do you want to segue right into number five? I actually have one more honorable mention. Oh, no. I apologize. Absolutely. (laughs) No worries. No worries. Uh, my final honorable mention is women talking. I think that this is going to be in the best picture conversation. If not, it's certainly going to get looks for Oscars. Um, for those that don't know, the description of this movie is a group of women in an isolated religious colony struggle to reconcile their faith with a string of assaults committed by the colony's men. I think obviously when you talk about what this movie will be focusing on, very powerful stuff, very um, a lot of themes that need to be explored. Uh, not only that, what excites me is the cast here. You've got Claire Foy, Jesse Buckley, Rooney Mara, uh, and Ben Wishaw. So fantastic, fantastic cast. And talking about something that certainly, certainly needs more light shed on it. Um, I'm all about it. So certainly going to be excited for that one. The thing that holds it back from not being in my top five is this type of period piece where it takes place like in colonies and like just during this time period is probably my least favorite time period. I don't know. I just, I can't you, connect. You've with mentioned it. that to me before. I totally, yeah. totally understandable. I just can't connect with it. So unfortunately that's the only thing holding out on my top five, but women talking is going to wrap up my honorable mentions. Got it. Excellent. Let's kick it off. What is your number five most anticipated rest of the year? I think this is why I got excited to segue um, because Avatar The Way of Water is my number five. Let's go. And I think that one of the reasons why is because I saw this in theaters with my dad when, like, right after it came out. And when I walked out of that theater, I don't remember how old I was. I might have been. 13, 14, whatever it was, I was like, that was the best movie I have ever seen in my entire life. I thought it was the coolest thing since sliced bread. But then as I grew older and thinking back on it, like, I don't think the movie had the desired impact. I feel like it almost really had no impact. Like everybody forgot about that film within it, within a year of seeing it, it didn't culturally last. Like I thought that it was going to, and kind of like what you mentioned earlier, it was, it was good, but it wasn't great. Now, I mean, looking back, I thought it was the greatest thing ever when I was like 13 when I watched <laughs> it. But, but looking back now, I'm realizing that that film 
it was great. It was visually stunning. It was really powerful, but I just, I don't know. I can't really, I mean, I, I wouldn't go back and really watch it again. I don't have any desire to see it again. I mean, maybe now with the second one coming up, I might go back and revisit it, but I'm very intrigued to see how James Cameron and how the other people working on the film will adapt because I think they're kind of aware of the fact that everybody forgot about Avatar. And I don't mean to like speak out of turn and say that everybody forgot about Avatar, but I think a lot of people kind of did and just kind of swept it under the rug. So I think that they're aware of that and I'm interested to see how they will uh, adapt. I completely agree with you. Um, If you did want to rewatch Avatar, AMC is putting it back in theaters. So you have the opportunity if you want. (laughs) I go give it a watch. Number five for me is Amsterdam, um, formerly known as Canterbury Glass. So large ensemble casts excite everyone, of course. But who doesn't love seeing a complete celebrity A-list for two minutes as a cameo role? Who doesn't love that? Um, when you look at movies like Barbie and Oppenheimer and uh, some of the movies that Wes Anderson does nowadays, we're spoiled with these large ensemble casts. David O. Russell's cast for Amsterdam features an incredible lineup of Christian Bale, Margot Robbie, John David Washington, Chris Rock, Zoe Saldana, Anya Taylor-Joy, Mike Myers, Michael Shannon, Taylor Swift, Rami Malek, Robert De Niro, like that's insane. And those mm-hmm. give me that bundle of people and I'll get excited no matter what it is or what it's about. Why this is at five is David O. Russell and David O. Russell only. I've seen all of his movies. I've seen his complete filmography and I like only two of the nine or 10 that he's made. I think that he is a very average filmmaker and he got lucky for the one or twos that he made. Maybe not lucky, but you know, he he's riding the momentum from the one or twos that he made. Um, and certainly David O. Russell has had a lot of controversy come out about him lately, which is not my turn to talk about. But um, the cast excites me. Everything else does not. Gotcha. I uh, may be featured on my on my list at some point, but I definitely agree. <laughs> the cast is even more studied than I uh, than I anticipated. I saw the actually. I try not to watch trailers. You you mentioned to me that you don't watch trailers, and I was like, oh, that's a good idea. Maybe I shouldn't, so I don't get too much of it spoiled for me because I feel like trailers actually do, whether intentional or not, they really do give a lot of the film away. So I have seen a trailer for this one, but it's something that I'm I'm looking forward to as well. Oh, I love it. I love it. And maybe maybe we'll be talking about it again. Who knows? <laughs> What's your number four? Number four, and as I'm thinking, I'm just kind of like, why did I put it on here? But Uh-oh. here it is. Don't worry, darling. I think I think there's a lot of potential and I don't I've not seen a trailer for this. I I don't want to see a trailer for this now, but just the amount of drama that's kind of circulating around it. And I don't want to speculate on things that may or may not have happened, but I'm just really intrigued. I don't I don't really know any other way to put it and I'll kind of keep it at that. But I'm just really intrigued about this film. I don't think there's anything wrong with putting Don't Worry Darling on your list. I mean. At the time of this recording, there's been a ton of controversy coming out about it with the cast members and fights and this and that and the other. And now it doesn't have great reviews. I think, honestly, that's the reason to put it on there because it's just so darn interesting. Like, what the mm-hmm. heck is going on over there? What is going on with this movie? Why? Why? <laughs> it, it's almost like a train wreck. Like, you can't look away. Like, I want to know more. Absolutely. So I don't think you're wrong for it at all. Um, number four for me is The Whale. And this has gotten a lot of positive buzz lately, kind of the opposite of Don't Worry, Darling. 
Um, so the whale is Brendan Fraser's return to Hollywood, and he plays uh, an English teacher suffering from obesity, and he attempts to re-engage with his daughter, his daughter played by Sadie Sink of Stranger Things fame, who I think is just a phenomenal, phenomenal young actress. And I'm excited to see her do some other work outside of Stranger Things. And this just debuted at a film festival. It's uh, directed by Darren Aronofsky, who's done Black Swan and Requiem for a Dream. Definitely established cast members all the way around from the director to Frazier. And Brendan Frazier could win Best Actor for this. He legitimately could. So I'm just pumped about that to see a potential Best Actor winner Sadie Sink, Aronofsky. There's a lot here that I'm really excited for. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of good things to be said. I mean, I've not seen it, but I'm definitely anticipating it. Uh, I don't know. It was like a seven minute standing ovation that Frazier got. Um, yeah. I want to say one of my uh, one of my good friends, uh, he is excited nonetheless about the return of Brendan Frazier. He's calling it the Renaissance, uh, <laughs> if you will. A uh, little shout out there, but no, just for even movies that are coming in 2023 also. So I'm ex excited to see the return of Brendan there. I love it. I love it. We're breaking into the top three. Your number three most anticipated movie for the rest of the year is what? This is more of a recent addition to the list, but Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. All right. I, I am just, I don't know why. I just am really kind of intrigued about the direction that this is going to be taken. I like a lot of the cast. It has Tilda Swinton's in it, Ian McGregor's in it, David Bradley, a lot, a lot of really exciting people. And I think that Guillermo del Toro's twist on like a classic cartoon or a classic animated, animated film, I think is going to be really cool. Um, not seeing the trailer for this one either. Um, well, I saw like a, like a quick, like 30 second snippet that, uh, they really just had Ian McGregor talking as Jiminy Cricket, but I think it's interesting as well that Disney's releasing a, uh, a Pinocchio as well. Like Disney plus is at almost the exact same, very similar, uh, similar time. So I don't know if that was intentional or what the, what the deal was behind that, but it's just, it's just a movie. I think it's going to be, have a really cool direction to it. And I'm, I'm excited for it. For sure. For sure. It is weird that both of them are coming out like right back to back. Yeah, well, like within a month or month or two or something, a couple months. It's, it's very, very strange. Um, my next two, I know we're at three, but my next two kind of follow the same theme. So my favorite type of movies are about what my buddy and I call the human experience. And it's very hyper-realistic movies to what living life is about, the highs and lows. And while it may be a very niche situation, it's still something that could happen to all of us and stuff that resonates about love about loss about life and just what it ex experiences are like being human mm -hmm. so the next two those those types of movies are always always um going to hit me number three for me is the sun and that is the sun meaning like my son and daughter not the sun like the big giant thing that keeps our planet running um this is directed by Florian Zeller, who did The Father in 2020, which was one of 2020's best movies. Anthony Hopkins won Best Actor for that. And this is a really long description. I'm going to kind of paraphrase. But basically, it's about a couple who goes through a divorce and basically the effects on that 17-year-old son and kind of like the 17-year-old son living his life post his parents' divorce. 
extremely realistic movie to what a human experience would look like. Not only does the human experience aspect excite me, the director's past work is phenomenal. This cast, Hugh Jackman, Laura Dern, Vanessa Kirby, Anthony Hopkins. Man, this is the type of stuff that Nathan Pig just loses his mind over. So I hope I ball my eyes out. I really do. I hope you do as well. <laughs> I don't not many movies will bring me will bring me to tears, but maybe this one, maybe this one will. I think Goodwill Hunting's one that made me cry. I'm trying to think of a few others that have, but there, there are a few every once in a while that'll that'll really be real tear jerkers. Number two, runner up. What is it, Cody? Runner up, I have Amsterdam at my at my number two film. Um one this is one of those films. Don't know much about it at all. I know you kind of touched on a little bit of the elements earlier um, about how David O. Russell is kind of like your, your hesitancy with, uh, with kind of like riding off some of his past success. I mean, though he's done like American Hustle, which I think is a wonderful film. Uh, oh, I love American Hustle. A wonderful film it. as well. And I almost feel like it's going to have kind of that same type of comedy drama, little bit of action kind of involved in it as well. So I think that that's one, that's one element that I'm really excited for. The cast is another one as well. I think that I'm honestly surprised you didn't have this hire being the Christian Bale is the, uh, is, is, is the lead in this, but, uh, but no, there's just, it's a movie that I'm super excited about, but one that I hardly know anything about. And I feel like that's kind of a, a motif here with this list is I don't know too much about these movies and I've tried to keep that intentional. I don't want to know a, a lot about them going into it. So I'm, I'm excited for this one. What if I told you that the potential, at least in the discussion, best director of all time had a new movie coming out in 2022? What if I told you that that same person made a movie about his childhood and his life and what it was like growing up? That's certainly the human experience, which is what we've already talked about. I love um, that'd be Steven Spielberg is making a movie about his childhood and that would be the Fablemans. And again, just absolutely let this run me over because this is the crap that I absolutely eat up. I mean, Steven Spielberg directed so many iconic movies. Obviously mm -hmm. his childhood was a big part of making him the man that he is today and changing cinema being a absolute, if not the biggest trailblazer in all of cinema. So he is making a movie about his childhood from age seven to age 18 and how a shattering family secret helps him see the truth. Come on. This has best picture buzz all, all, all over it. The Fablemans. I mean, my, my hype is through the roof. It's through the roof. Mm-hmm. I'm a, that's one that I've honestly missed. Hardly, hardly knew anything about. I'm looking through the cast right now. Not too many huge. Oh, wait, there are some as I, as I dig deeper, Paul Dano, uh, Seth Rogen is in this as well. Mm -hmm. um, so no, that'll, that'll definitely be an exciting one. And one I'll have to add to my, uh, add to my list for sure. That's okay. There's, there's so many exciting ones that definitely some fall through the cracks. Um, no worries. Number one, your number one. Most I have, feeling, I have a feeling they might be they might be the same for, for the rest of the year. I think Cody. I think we have the same one. I think we do. My number one most anticipated film for the rest of 2022 is Babylon, and I. It may be my recent obsession with uh, Damien Chazelle. Maybe it's the cast. 
maybe it's maybe it's just Toby McGuire because I absolutely adore Toby McGuire. But I'm just I'm really excited about this movie. I think that coming off of we just talked about Whiplash and I'd seen Whiplash for the first time a couple weeks ago. I might just be on like a Damien Chazelle high. Like I'm just this man can do no wrong. He's perfect. But I think like the premise of the movie is cool about how it's kind of the transition from uh, films being silent movies into being talkies. And so I'm kind of interested how he ties his general musical premise, which is kind of around jazz is what he does typically into this film, or if he kind of makes the complete transition over into the, into the film industry more so, which is what this, what this is going to be about, but I'm, I'm really excited. Um, yeah, that's, I'm, I'm stoked. Can't, can't say too much else about it, but, uh, and he, I almost feel like Toby Maguire in a period piece like this is almost giving me like a great Gatsby type of, <laughs> vibe almost energy um so I'm, I'm i'm excited for that because that's one movie that you you convinced me to watch and i liked it a lot more than i thought i was going to so i almost as i'm picturing this movie i'm almost kind of anticipating the great Gatsby, which was by no means like the best movie ever but i think it had a lot of really intricate pieces to it but yeah i'm i'm anticipating this one pretty stoked for it we have the same number one we have the same number one and i'm so amped to hear that you're amped for babylon i mean Cody and I just talked about Damien Chazelle for 40 minutes over when we did our whiplash episode, go check it out. It's right below this one. Um, my goodness. Have I been waiting a gosh darn long time for Babylon? I mean, this got delayed because of COVID and then it got delayed from 2021 to 2022. Damien Chazelle might be my favorite director working today. He just has such a small sample size that sometimes I have to think about that. But when you think about whiplash, Think about La La Land, which is my favorite movie of all time. And then you've got Whiplash, which is just brilliant and perfect. I mean, Babylon cannot get here soon enough. You you look at, too, Margot Robbie um, is going to be in this. And she's getting a lot of buzz for what she could potentially win Oscar-wise for Barbie. But... Of course, Damien Chazelle is no stranger to having actors win Oscars. You have J.K. Simmons in Whiplash. You have Emma Stone in La La Land. Could Margot Robbie be the the next one? I think certainly when you take a look at how Best Actress kind of lined up so far this year, um, certainly she's going to be a major player, and I'd be stunned if she's not part of the conversation. But regardless, you mentioned it. Damien Chazelle can more or less do no wrong especially when he's making a movie about music when he's making a movie about space maybe but when he's making a movie about music um it's his bread and butter it's his strong suit and babylon is gonna go absolutely crazy once we're, we're i'm still a little contained because it's still pretty far away once we hit like mid-december oh it's all i'm gonna be thinking about that's what I was. That's what I was going to ask. When is the when's the release date? Official release date for this? I think it's Christmas Day in oh, okay. select select theaters. I think it leaks a little into early January, turn of the new year for wide audiences. Got it. But oh man, I mean, I can't wait for this. Especially Brad Pitt. I mean, Margot Robbie, Tobey Maguire, who you mentioned, Olivia Wilde's in this too. So is Samara Weaving. So. This is going to rock our world for sure. For sure. And I'm just really excited. Absolutely. We should try to see it in theaters if we can. That'll, oh. I, well, I know you will, but I'll, uh, I'll try to make a trip over to, uh, to see it together. No doubt. Uh, fun fact about this too, is that 
Um, Emma Stone was supposed to be in this. She was supposed to be the lead actress, but due to (laughs) shooting conflicts, which I don't believe this is confirmed, but I'm pretty sure it's due to shooting conflicts with Cruella 2. She's not in this movie, which that should say enough about that. Margot Robbie ended up filling in for her. Margot Robbie took the place of Emma Stone. Also, Mm -hmm. Michael B. Jordan was supposed to be in this. And so was Meryl Streep. I don't know who they were replaced with, but they were supposed to be in it. I did not know it. Yeah, they're not in it. Ever since this got announced, I've kind of been eyes on the entire time. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. But no, I think I think we're both we're both correct in the excitement that we share for this one. And I mean, not not to have any discredit to the other films on the list. Those are all going to be great as well. But I think this one's kind of a kind of a one one pick there's not much of a yeah not too much uh discrepancy there i mean people get excited over different things right if avatar is your favorite movie of all time chances are you're going to be most excited for avatar i mean there are a lot of diehard mcu fans out there you and i like the mcu but we're not diehards i think Mm -hmm. they would probably have wakanda forever top two top three um these are our lists and and that's what makes it ours that's what makes it fun um run run through your top Run through your top five again, five to one. Five to one, we have Avatar, The Way of Water. Four, we go into Don't Worry, Darling. Three is Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Two is Amsterdam. And one is Babylon. And I, when I said uh, Pinocchio out loud for the first time, you hearing that, you looked a little shocked, honestly. I don't think that you were expecting, a, expecting that. I love one. it. I love that we we're able to do stuff like this. I love that we don't have the same list. Exactly. The fun. first movie we ever watched together was a was a Guillermo del Toro film. Dude, that's exactly what I was thinking when you said it too. Is like the last film we watched of Guillermo del Toro's work. The first one we watched together was Nightmare Alley, and we both freaking loved it. Mm-hmm. Oh man, maybe we should get together for Pinocchio too. We, hey, we should. <laughs> I'm down, I'm um, my top five, five to one, starts with Amsterdam. Number four is The Whale. Three is the sun, uh, two is the Fablemans, and number one is Babylon. Um, for me personally, get really excited about these prestige Oscar movies, and we're getting into that time, so I'm all over it. <laughs> Absolutely, getting getting dialed in. It's almost it's it's Oscar season. Though the Oscars aren't aren't for half a year at least. It's it's Oscar season already. Yeah, we're starting to see some of these movies coming out. Don't worry, darling was supposed to be one of those, but. I guess, I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. <laughs> time, time will tell. There's not, not much else to say about that one. Oh, my goodness. Speaking of time, we are out of it. Um, this has been the End Credits Podcast. Cody, thank you so much for being here, man. We're definitely going to be hearing from Cody again. So thank you so much. Any final thoughts or anything? Not too much else to say. I mean, 2022 is going to be great, but there's definitely some uh, some great ones in coming in 2023. Nathan, quick question for you. Yeah. Best movie you've seen so far in 2022. Oh, man. So definitely Top Gun Maverick, but I'm going to be a little bit different. Cha-Cha Real Smooth is, is the best movie of 2022 so far for me. Cha-Cha Real Smooth on Apple TV+. Plus. It is about the human experience, which, you know, I've talked quite a bit about today, so I'll, I'll can that one. But Cha Cha Real Smooth is the best of 2022 so far for me. What's yours? 
Top Gun Maverick, I think, is mine. I've I've kind of been lacking on some of my 2022 releases. I've not seen too many. Um, I've been watching a lot of movies this year, but I'm trying to go back and, and circle through some others that I've not seen before. But I'd put Top Gun Maverick there, and then I have Batman is is right up there with a with a close second. Yeah, I mean, Top Gun Maverick is brilliant. It's a masterpiece. So I don't blame you at all. It's my number two, and it's your number one. I mean, you're crazy if you don't have it in your top three, but. 2022 so far, there's some absolute great ones like we've talked about, but there's some disappointments. And I'm sure in the five plus the honorable mentions we named, there will probably be some disappointments, but that's okay. We're excited nonetheless. It happens. (laughs) It happens. Exactly. Life goes on, right? (laughs) Absolutely. But yeah, Nate, thanks for for having me. Really appreciate uh, appreciate the time. Of course, man. We're going to have Cody back here at some point reviewing some other movies. So um, thank you guys so much for listening. To the end credits podcast. Want to shout out our executive producer, Jack Feifner. We could not do this podcast without Jack. So thank you so much to him from Cody, from myself, from Jack. This has been the end credits podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening.